Hello and thanks for joining me in the podcast today. Gratefulness, thankfulness, that's my topic. We now come to the month of November. And among other things in the month of November, a busy month for most of us, is the month to pause and reflect and remember. Time to pause, reflect, remember and give thanks. To express gratitude, to be thankful, to be reflectful and thankful for what we have, for what's been given to us for what's been provided us, for the opportunities before us. There are many, many ways to reflect on American history and our own personal history from the point of view of thankfulness. Now, let's just give pause here for a moment and look at the history of Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is kind of a formal time. It's kind of a special time. It's a designated time to be thankful. Now, that's kind of like a forced apology or a forced pressure to give thanks to somebody for something. Remember how mother always raised you with the idea, now say thank you. Say thank you. You know, we've been raised that way because thankfulness is part of our culture. Thankfulness is part of our personality development. Thankfulness is part of our mental health. Thankfulness is part of our social well-being. And if mothers don't give that instruction to kids, mothers are missing the point and are failing in their parental responsibilities of teaching social responsibility, personal responsibility, and to reflect on the good things that have come into our life and to be thankful for those good things and be thankful to those who provided those good things for us. Now, when we take a look at the history of Thanksgiving, where do you think it all starts? Where do you think it all begins? Well, you'd be surprised. The Roman philosopher Cicero taught that gratitude is the parent of all virtues. I remember in college I read Cicero, as probably many of us have. Probably don't remember anything he said, but one of the things that stands out about him is that gratitude was very important because it was the basis of all other virtues. Now, Cicero has been read by many people, as I said. One person that read Cicero with considerable passion and attention was Thomas Jefferson. Now, Thomas Jefferson was the third president of the United States, and he was the primary author of the Declaration of Independence. You've got to remember that. Declaration of Independence and Thomas Jefferson go together. He authored that primarily with the help of many others. Now, he was the governor of the state of Virginia in 1779. Now, you see, we skip years. Cicero was about 50 years before Christ. Thomas and Jefferson came 1779 years after Christ. So a lot of time frame there. But Thomas Jefferson signed the proclamation designating November 11 as that year, or that date of the year, that date of the year that we were to pause and give solemn thanksgiving to Almighty God. It was to be done publicly. Now, perhaps Cicero influenced Thomas Jefferson. We don't know that. But probably that was part of his thinking as to place importance upon thanksgiving, enough to make it a designated date, November the 11th. Now, the first Thanksgiving festival was actually held in 1621. That's when the Mayflower came upon the scene. 102 passengers spent two years, no, pardon me, two months, spent two months 
on the high seas coming to the shores of Massachusetts in the latter part of November of that year, 1620. Now, on December the 11th of 1620, they signed the Mayflower, the Mayflower Compact, in which, as we remember, the Mayflower Compact stated that their purpose was for the glory of God in the advancement of the Christian faith. That's why they sailed the seas and ended up in Massachusetts. So right at the turn of the year of 1620-1621, that's the time when the Mayflower passengers not only arrived, but arrived with a attitude and a mentality of gratefulness and thankfulness. Now, December and January and February of that year was a tough year. Very cold. So these old people had to build the best quarters that they could come up with to protect them from the winter cold. About half of them died in the process. Eventually spring came and they began to farm and they obtained a very abundant farming product by the end of that summer. So it was in December of that year then, 1621, a year later now, the pilgrims began a three-day feast to thank God and celebrate with their friendly Indians. Now it was just two years later, now we're into 1623, we have the governor, William Bradford, coming on the scene and proclaiming November the 29th of 1623 to be the official day of thanks. So you see how this kind of unfolds? 1620, they arrive. 1621, they begin to be thankful. And then in 1623, we have a proclamation setting forth the official day of thanksgiving. Governor Bradfield wrote this, I do proclaim that all ye pilgrims with your wives and little ones do gather at ye meeting house, that's the church, and there do listen to the pastor and render thanksgiving to ye almighty God for his blessings. So that really became the primary date of the nation for Thanksgiving, November 29, 1623. But you see, it often unfolded in those three-year period of time. As the years went by, it was in 1785 now. Now we're going to really jump a lot of years. 1785, the New Hampshire governor, by the name of John Langdon, set aside November the 24th to testify our gratitude to the author of all mercies and to confess our manifold transgression. So you see, not only did it become solidified on a particular date and time, but it became solidified on the basis of the purpose. Where to celebrate? That was in the church, the meeting house. What to celebrate? Gratitude for mercies, and then to confess our transgressions, our sins, our faults, our misdeeds, and so on. So you see, Thanksgiving really became a message to each individual to search their life, to search their heart, and straighten their life out. And then Langdon went on, Langdon went on and he offered the official decree and asked that God would bless the seminaries and spread the gospel over all the earth. And then other states passed Thanksgiving decrees carrying the very same or very similar sentiments over the years following. So we see Thanksgiving had a complex and a multitudinal purpose. Bless the seminaries was added to it. Spread the gospel, spread the word of God across the country. So with the unanimous, unanimous approval 
of Congress. President George Washington proclaimed that the National Day of Thanksgiving be observed on Thursday, November 26, 1789. And in his official proclamation, President Washington wrote that America was to give thanks to God for his many blessings, ask forgiveness for national and personal sins, and pray that God would promote the knowledge and the practice of true religion. So you see, it was not just being thankful for safety or for crops or for health or for any other of the goodnesses of life, but it went way beyond that. And to, we were to thank God for the blessings, ask forgiveness for national sins, personal sins, and pray that God would promote the knowledge and the practice of true religion. That's the words of George Washington, 1789. Time went on. Now we come to 1863. Abraham Lincoln passed the resolution in, in the, in the, about Thanksgiving and cited Psalms 33:12. It is announced in the Holy Scripture and proven by all history that those nations are blessed whose God is the Lord. I did a podcast on that topic some time ago when I sent a message to the King of Sweden. And in that message, I urged him to attend church and to develop a Christian faith because those nations whose God is the Lord are blessed. So you see, we come to this point now in our year of looking at Thanksgiving, coming down to November the 26th of this year. This is the official year, date, and time. And you can see the purpose for which Thanksgiving was created and proclaimed. And when we all gather around our tables these years, or this year, let's remember all these factors that come to play, not just to be thankful for health or for food, but to ask forgiveness for our national and personal sins as well, and to promote the faith across the country. Now, a lot of research, psychological research, has been done over the years to also, showing that gratitude is not only what Caesar called the parent of all virtues, but it is the parent of mental health. It is the basis on which we generate a healthy mind, a healthy body, less depression among the people who express gratitude, less anxiety among those who express gratitude, better health among those who live a life and express gratitude, and on and on it goes. Gratitude, parent of mental health. Practice it, live it, enjoy it, share it, benefit from it, and make your life based on gratitude. Let gratitude be a foundation for your living. What are the foundation stones of the values for which you stand? May you have a great Thanksgiving this year. Bye for now. Mm-hmm.